Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome back to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm your host, Chris McNeil, and this is episode 54, The Law of Giving and Receiving, interview with Steve Ramona. Your network is your net worth. Transform your business from a transaction-based approach to a relationship-based approach while doing business with a servant's heart. What this episode will do for you is discover the power of building relationships and trust and networking and how it can lead to long-term success in business with Steve Ramona. Learn about the importance of giving and receiving in business relationships and how it can impact your growth and influence. Understand the value of featuring your customers and promoting others on social media, creating an environment of goodwill and rapport. Explore the concept of transforming your business from a transaction-based approach to a relationship-based approach, and take on a challenge to bring value to every person you meet for a week and see how it can positively impact your personal and professional life. Now, before we dive more deeply, just a reminder about what this podcast is for. Thought Leadership Studio is a workshop in strategic positive influence. So you can consider this podcast an ongoing workshop to help you attain even more peak performance in your thought leadership. Think of the episodes as your library for self training as a high-performing thought leader. And before I dive into this further, I want to remind you that if you're listening on an app, check out the link in the episode description, and that will take you to the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com, which has extra resources, a different perspective, that which fits better on a web page than on an Audible podcast episode to fill out your learning in this area, as well as links to some free offers. So in this episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Steve Ramona, the host of the podcast, Business with a Servant's Heart. Steve is also the global sales director of Enphone. Steve shares his passion for networking and building relationships, emphasizing the importance of bringing value and serving others. He believes that networking should focus on building genuine connections rather than just selling products or services. Steve also discusses the power of giving and receiving and how it can lead to long-term success in business. He advises listeners to shut up and listen, bring value to others, and strive to improve by 1% every day. Without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. 
Thought Leadership Studio. So I'm your host, Chris McNeil, Thought Leadership Studio, and I'm sitting here across Zoom with Steve Ramona, who is the host of Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. Steve discovered networking was the real deal at a very young age. He's on a mission to teach the world how to network correctly. His passion for the law of increase is his secret sauce. Podcasting now is the new way to network. So welcome. Here you are in that network through Thought Leadership Studio and build an incredible inner circle. The ability to bring value and serving is a skill that will increase your networking, says Steve. Welcome, Steve. Great to have you here, man. Thank you for the opportunity. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I love the whole concept of doing business with a servant's heart. What happened or what was the event or the turning point that led to starting the podcast, specifically with that positioning, which I love, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it was 18. I just got out of high school. You know, you're all excited, college, maybe us. I did eventually go to junior college, but my family started a health club. And my cousin Jeff reached out and said, Hey, would you like to work in the summer and you know, run, you know, work the front desk and you know, check people and do a simple job, mm-hmm. which looks simple to me. Yeah, I could do it. I need the of course, you're 18, you want money for summer and all the fun things you're going to do. But what happened was, Chris, was I started meeting people 40, 50, 60, you know, people that were much older. That at the beginning, I was nervous. It's like, what do I say? And so we taught a lot at the health club because I eventually became a manager and, you know, one of the key components to the business with my family. Customer service. That was our mission, our purpose of the course, to make people healthier and feel better and all that. But what I learned was these people became friends of mine. I mean, millionaires walking, hey, Tony, have a great workout. Debbie, have a great workout. And then other people too. But I started building this network because I eventually stayed on. Hey, can you run the front desk? Can you be a trainer? And I started doing some odd jobs and doing different things. And I'd go out to eat and people go, hey, Steve, you know, good to see you. So I start seeing people as friends more than just members. Not not all of them, but you know, I can tell you today not to be to be brag braggadocious a little bit. If I ran into somebody today, and I did yesterday actually, perfect example. I ran into a guy. It's been we closed in two thousand, so it's twenty three years. But I met this guy thirty five years ago. He remembered me. That's hey awesome. Steve. Hey Tony. And that's what building a network is. But you build a relationship. So I learned how building these relationships really helped me. And a real quick story, Tony, this financial advisor, worked with millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. He used to tell me about his client. I'm like, wow, drove a great car, nice car. He came in one day, Italian guy, hey, kid, what's up? I said, hey, Tony, what's going on? He goes, I got some advice for you. Read The Wealthy Barber. I said, sure, Tony, you know, you're a financial guy, I'll read it. So the next week he reached out to me and asked if I read it. And I said, I did. And I said, what'd you get from it? And I said, 10% of my income, I should stuff away somewhere. Don't look at it for years. Great kid, go ahead and do that. Well, 12 years later, when I was 30, I'm going through my bank accounts. I look at it periodically, but I, in my mindset, I never touched it. I just let it grow. There was $58,000 in that account. 
I was like won the lottery. You know, at the time, I think minimum wage was six bucks. But we know with compounding interest and, you know, all the different things that the financial vehicle was doing. So I called Tony because I still had his number. He had left the club. We'd become good friends. And I said, Tony, hey, this is what happened. He says, kid, I'm glad you listened to me because most of my clients didn't. And guys could have become billionaires if they would have listened to me. But they had their own way, and that's fine. He said, you listen. I said, can I give you $1,000, send you some money? What great tip. He goes, no, your reward was listening to me and taking my advice and you initiated it. So now I learned, now I'm building a network. This is how you serve people. It's almost like an expanded group mind concept, isn't it? Exactly. That's an engineer way of look, exactly way to look at it. So when the podcast became an opportunity in September of 2022, just last year, and I had thought about doing it, just, I don't know why, but it just interests me. And they panned down who we're going to talk about. Kyle, who I met, who's now a good friend of mine, said, hey, we're looking for, you know, a thousand of the top thought leaders in the world in business that want to help change the world. I'm like, I'm in. Because I've been serving for years. Referrals. Hey, here's my network. Bringing people into my network and my ecosystem and my inner circle. Hey, here's a fit. And just getting, hey, thank you. for I got this and this happened. We partnered up. Pantheon really led me to monetizing that. Because it's a win-win. I bring you a referral. They sign it up. You pay me a little bit. You've got a great client. They're excited to work with Chris. All three of us win. And I, I laugh. I think of the Godfather every time I say that. It's an offer you can't refuse. If everybody's winning, it, it's a great thing. That's but awesome. it can be done by anybody. And, and we'll probably dive more into this whole Pantheon concept, too, which I'm, I'm fascinated with. And uh, to the listener I recently got introduced to. And, you know, this reminds me of some interesting things, Steve, is there's an author I like named Robert Anton Wilson, and he used to give talks. And one of the things he did at his talks that he's discussed in, in some of his audiobooks and interviews is he would have everyone in the room write a description of the hall leading to the conference room. Sounds like a weird exercise, doesn't it? it does. And then he would go on the board and start getting everyone to get their descriptions up. And what, well, what he demonstrated experientially to this group, that first of all, the wide range of descriptions are worth. But the big thing that people would discover through this was that no matter how much detailed they remembered from the hall, everybody else's description could add something to it that they didn't notice. And wow. what it says is that no matter how much you know, no how much how much of an expert you are, there's something you can learn from everyone because we all got a different point of view of the world. And you just shared a pivotal moment about a book shared through someone in your network that made a huge difference in your life. And I paid it forward, shared it with other people, people in my staff and you know, people that we're looking to to get financially financially better and, and income. And I learn I hear all the time from people very wealthy. And I use wealthy as that rich people are smart because they did something right to make money. Sure. And they all say, if you're not learning, you're not growing. And I love what you said, Chris, because it's exactly it. Yeah, it's all it's about a growth mindset and being open-minded. And how would you uh being a master networker like you are? That's a nice focus point. 
for, for listeners. And I'm trying to be a good listener advocate here and think of what has Steve got to share this special? A lot, obviously. You can you know, take roads, take it somewhere else too when it's time. But on networking, what to you separates somebody who's great at it from somebody who is it in terms of their belief systems, how they look at the world? Great question. You go into a networking group to sell your product or service, you will have temporary short-term life of, of sales, but you won't have long-term. Because you need to come into a network group the right way is build a relationship. Get to know Chris, let's jump on a one-on-one, let's learn. And here's the secret sauce. And I'm glad you said that. I'm so, I, I love sharing this, is when you meet with somebody one-on-one, always bring a law of increase of value. Let's shut up and listen. I had to learn this. A podcast has helped me a lot. So when I shut up and really listen to Chris, and you experience it with me, as I'm learning as you're talking, oh my God, this is a good person for him. Here's a great resource. Here's a tip. And I'm writing. One thing that I do is pad a paper now. I started in August of 2023. I never did it before. I, I think we talked about that, putting on the computer. Yeah. It makes a difference. And for example, just yesterday, I was talking to a guy. I said, I've got a great referral for you. Well, if I didn't write it down, I had it dated. I found the referral and the information he needed. They're going to connect today and he may become a client. So being resourceful with your networking and referrals. And so the bottom line is bring value. You now people go, well, how do I do that? Whatever is going to bring them an increase in positive energy. We know the universe. It's, that's how it works. I may bring you a great couple referrals, but in two weeks, a billionaire may call me, which happened four weeks ago because I've done so much value. This billionaire called me out of the blue and said, I want to work with you on my podcast. I think it'd be great for my philanthropic opportunity. Well, that came only because of me serving and bringing value to people. And Chris, it is so much fun. I had a guest on yesterday that uh, has an incredible story and, Go to my podcast and listen. I have some great stories that really lift you. But we got done. He goes, and this guy's pretty popular in the base MLB. You know, his dad was a Hall of Fame MLB, MLB baseball player. Uh -huh. So this guy's been around. He says, you're one of the greatest guys I've ever met. And I didn't do anything special except I brought him value. I connected him. He said, your connections are incredible. They're good people. And guess what I'm building? I'm building another network because he reached out to me and said, hey, let me help you connect with some major league baseball players to get on your show. That's awesome. Yeah, audience, if you get that, listeners, it is so powerful because we so focus on who's my next client. I got to get more clients. It's a numbers game. Talk to 100 people, I get two sales. Okay, it's that much money. I'm not putting that down, but it's so much more fun to be able to give somebody something because not everybody's going to be your client. We all know that. We've all sold something as entrepreneurs. But bringing them on as a partner or bringing them referrals without, you know, without expecting them to give referrals back, that doesn't work. So a couple of things I'm getting here. If I can regurgitate for the listener, for you to maybe uh, say, yeah, you're on it, Chris, or no, nah, it's more like this. Part of it is trusting the law of giving and receiving. And approaching yeah. life with a generous attitude. And that, you know, and that's challenging sometimes if you consider yourself in a sales 
position. But it also brings up to me the contrast between inbound and outbound marketing, because every time you add a, another positive relationship and you've put money in that bank, so to speak, you got a positive balance right. in the relationship. You paid mm -hmm. it for it without even asking for anything returned. It's because it feels good, you know, right. to help other people. Then you're expanding your outer circle of goodwill that something's probably going to come through. So is it is part of it saying things in circles of influence where you're giving, where you're contributing to that in order to add fuel to that influence machine, so to speak? It, it is. And, and, and I'll go back real quick. When you said giving and receiving, mm -hmm. I had to learn this for 10 years. I've been giving, 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 but my universe didn't really change. Opportunities came. But once this, another billionaire I met, which I've never met billionaires before because of the podcast and bringing value, they're coming to me because the universe is changing. He said to me, and he built his whole business, he made billions of dollars giving, which people are like, oh my God, you know, billionaires, rich people, they take all the time. No, they don't. Now that I'm meeting them, they have a way. He said, the important thing about giving is, Steve, when you give, you got to make sure you receive. And I used to shut that off. I'd go, you, you know, give you a bunch of referrals, Chris, and you go, how can I help you? I'm good. Hey, enjoy the referrals. If you need any help, reach out. Well, now you put people in a guilty, negative emotion. God, this guy gave me everything. I want to help him. Mm -hmm. And I just shut you down. So what you're doing is you're blocking that universe. And that's what happened to me. I've learned this. I did it for 10 years. I've changed it. I've made more money. I've helped more people because money is energy as well. When you give it and receive it, you've got to give it and receive it. It's the yin-yang of the energy. So I love that you said that. That's so valuable, important. Now I'm an outlier because most people will receive. Absolutely. Yeah. Here, I, you know, yeah, here I'll become a client or whatever that is, mm -hmm. but remember that. And again, it's not a scoreboard. Well, don't give Joe Smith two referrals and think he's got to give you two back. So, so it's like a current currency equals current. And you don't want to block the flow because, hey, if you deprive someone of giving to you, you're depriving them of the good feelings of giving to others. Exact current is, Chris, you're smart. That is exactly what it is. So it's almost like your your mindset might be likened to something like accelerating the whole current of giving and receiving and making sure you're not blocking that flow anywhere and putting it out there, focusing on your contribution, because isn't that one of the best expressions of wealth is a wealth of contribution? Yeah. I mean, who's going to be unhappy about that? You know, so I made a billion dollars. Here's a hundred million for, you know, my favorite nonprofit, you know, whatever that looks like financially. So in a relatively short time, you've turned doing business with a servant's heart into a top notch podcast which had to take vision, had to take a sense of mission, had to also take organizing your efforts. And that's become, so to speak, at least one of your thought leadership platforms yep. where you can share what you have to offer with an ever-growing audience. What do you think are some of the key things that you've learned from that experience that would be relevant to any listener who's looking to increase the span of their influence, whether their format is podcasting or writing a book or running a blog or simply through posting on social media. What, what have you learned that's maybe unique to you in some ways that would be empowering to people doing that? Love that question, Chris. That's such a great question. One of those things is, again, shut up and listen. 
and learn. But the other thing is ask. Like yesterday, I asked, hey, I'd love to meet some major league baseball players. Now, having a platform of podcasts is great. The other things I do, they would not be interested. So I'm a fan of the podcast or any platform where you're promoting people, a blog, a radio interview, a TV chat, you know, interview, wherever you're promoting somebody, you become a thought leader in that promotion. But guess what you did? You brought this person and you've elevated them. Whether they're multimillionaires or making 100000 a year in their eight to five job, everybody wants to be promoted and talk, and they all want to talk about themselves. Absolutely. And if they're good people, it grows. And what's happened is my business has grown, my referrals have grown, and from those referrals are great podcast guests. Um, a gentleman, Dr. Rob Kelly, just a great guy. He works with child trauma. His assistant heard my podcast and said, hey, he needs to be on your podcast. He's incredible. He does hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in helping people, but his mission is to help people. That's awesome. Um, Todd, yesterday, he was part of, uh, like I said, his father's Hall of Fame uh, MLB player, powerful, but he's got a great story about the shooting in, in Las Vegas. These opportunities come because, again, it falls back to serving. I treated somebody so well, they're like, Steve, you're amazing. I get the greatest emails. Just Colleen, who was on my show this week, she wrote, you're a rock star. You're such a kind person with these introductions and how you do it with a servant attitude. You live your podcast. Chris, that's the greatest compliment. I'm not saying it to be braggadocious, to brag. I'm bragging because I'm not the only one who can do it. You can do it, Chris, and any listener out there can do it. It's not special sauce. It's not take you millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's like the habit of getting up at 5 o'clock every morning to get to work so you're not late. This is just another habit, but it's one of the most powerful habits. That's why it's in Think and Grow Rich, the law of increase. That's right. Oh, Think and Grow Rich is awesome. Oh. I, love, I love the whole mastermind effect that Napoleon Hill promoted when and I think he said it was uh, Henry Ford and Thomas Edison were in a mastermind group together. I think about their accomplishments and just think about this, this, you know, and then you bring this up in me. I love the concept of the unified group mind. Social media makes so much more accessible to yeah. us than it used to be. And man, you're right on with this giving people, giving others a platform and just by symbiosis, by law of giving and receiving, and by the natural network effect, the best way to increase your audience is to help others increase theirs. And it seems second nature to people that have been doing it a while, that get it. But then we look at people maybe in a sales position where they're driven by numbers and you have to make this many contacts and there's an outbound contact as many people as you can mentality because a certain percentage of them will convert and there's not maybe a systemically enough acknowledgement of the need to create and nurture the types of long-term relationships that naturally lead to sales because then people, there's a deeper level of rapport, people more open to expressing their needs or finding someone else who is when you're not so attached to making a sale to a particular person or even through a particular piece of media. And I just worked with a group of businesses at a, the Southeastern Chamber of Commerce program. I was doing some coaching and uh, we had the businesses on the hot seat. And 
man, it's awesome to see these these people grow. And this is one of the kind of points that came up with that. But you're making me think too of, of some advice I was giving some of them specifically is, hey, when you're posting on social media, why aren't you featuring your customers? I, I love that you said that. I mean, interject. So I'm a, a, a part owner of Infone. I'm a sales, you know, I do sales for the company. It's a digital business card and much more than that. But I love that you said that because for the last three years, all my clients, well, most of my clients, once a week or twice a week, I post about them. I don't see anybody else doing it. it doesn't mean I see everybody. But I get so many calls. I just posted a guy yesterday. I posted him 10 times over the last few months. He just sent me a nice message. Hey, thanks for shouting me out. What do you think Brett's going to do? He's going to think about me the next time somebody needs, you know, a podcast guest or, or an in-phone or whatever. And that's how I built my in-phone sales. Because you're right. And LinkedIn seems to be, this is 2023 September. LinkedIn has made some changes to allow these people to come in and cold call. And I ask him all the time, you're after me $500 for leads, let's say. Why am I going to give you $500? I don't know you. And if I don't know you, I don't know if this is going to work. Try building a relationship. Instead of doing that, hey, do you need leads? Go, hey, let's jump on. Let me learn about your business and learn what they do and, and give them value. Mm -hmm. But then meet with them again. And maybe they buy after they learn you. Maybe they don't. That's just all in the universe when people buy, but they're going to buy through you. What's Maya Angelou's quote? It basically ends, the, they got to know you. That's the most important thing. You bring value to people. And, and cold calls are not value. One guy said, well, I'm bringing value. I'm going to give you 10,000 leads for 100 bucks. I said, you're selling me. There's a big difference. Right. If you came to me and said, I've got some first asking me, do you need leads? And I don't. And that's what I told this gentleman. So he knew nothing about me. Again, back to the Maya Angelou. And then he's offering me buy leads. Well, he just wasted his time. He didn't ask. Well, it might be something to, to trigger the question in the listener's mind. You know, whatever role I'm in, if I'm out there making a difference, working to influence people, how much am I doing to build rapport how much am i doing to create an environment where people are comfortable engaging me and put my efforts into creating this environment and so it's natural for people to discover what their needs are and by the way infone is fascinating to me i'm looking at it right now online and for the listeners infone i-n-p-h-o-n-e dot c-o and yep. it looks like a very, it looks like it's really aligned with all the things you're talking about, where it makes a lot, it gives you buttons where you can engage with someone. And I'm going to share this yeah. link, listeners, it's going to be in the podcast post. I, thank you. And I appreciate that. And that leads to the engagement of building a relationship. Now people have access to me to learn more about me or to refer me. And back to the leads, I, I just thought of something. You go, and he just, the story I told you, burned a lead. You know, I could have maybe brought him leads, but I'm not now because it was all about transactional, where if he would have built a relationship with me, I may not have been a client, but I got 15,000 people in my network that I could possibly refer to him. Right. That's why you build that relationship, because if somebody doesn't become your client, they could be your biggest advocate, your biggest cheerleader, and you're 
flooded with email, uh, with emails, with referrals. Hey, you need to meet Steve. You need to meet Steve. I get them daily. And listen, I want you to think about that. You get two to three referrals a day, five days a week, business hours. Will your business grow? Just ask that question. And I think we know the answer to that. But it all goes back to because I've treated these people so well. I helped them, brought them value. I'm going to say this multiple times because I want people to get it. It's a skill set that needs to be practiced. And here's something, Chris, off your listeners. Take a challenge on Monday. I always like to start the beginning of the week. Every person you meet virtually or in person, you bring them value. You meet somebody, listen to them, think in your mind like I do. Okay, grocery store, lady's trying to get a can. In your mind, value, oh, great, I'm going to grab that can, that's value. Is she going to become your client? No. Is she going to do a one-on-one -on -one with you, business? No. But the universe talks. You may jump on, you know, every one-on-one -on -one you jump on. Use the pad of paper and write notes. Mm -hmm. You know, Chris said this, okay, this. And I want you to do that with every person you meet, even family members, friends, phone calls, doesn't matter. Bring them value. I want you to write in a gratitude, in a binder. I want you to write how you felt for the whole week, how the person felt. If you don't remember all of them, that's fine. But how the person felt that you gave value to. And the most important thing, how much did your week change? Were you happy? More clients, more referrals, more one-on-ones. Where did your life increase in personally and professionally? That's profound. Yeah, if it doesn't, if it doesn't increase, then you need to sit down with me and I'll spend 15 minutes with you, show you how to do this. Because if you do it, I'm a living proof every day. And again, I'm going to use the real example of you. We first met, you know, we met on LinkedIn, I think. We didn't even met through a referral. I, LinkedIn we met. That's right. I didn't sell you. I didn't sell you about info. And you asked me about it. People are, how do you do that? I don't. I just have conversations. You become a friend. Business friends, I have business wives, my wife laughs when I say that, but women that I'm so connected to, I've partnered up with, that we have this bond. We can do that in business. There's nothing against the law with that. It's actually building the law of reciprocity and law of increase that's both, again, back in the think and grow rich. That's awesome. You know, one of my uh, marketing remote mentors, Jay Abraham, has talked a lot about that. And about how you need to move your business attitude from a transaction-based business to a relationship-based business. And he's like, if you really start evaluating the numbers, it actually makes a heck of a lot more sense. And he has people do exercises like calculate the lifetime average net value or net margin of a customer and realize that even first of all, we did that one time and we figured the chain of referrals because we got 1.6 referrals for every new client when, when I used to own fitness studios and figured the average, some of these clients are worth over $100,000. And he asked, well, how do you treat someone who's worth that much? Yeah. And when you start treating people on a relationship basis, then it's one of those weird paradoxes of life where if you focus on one thing too much, it detracts you from where it really comes from. Yeah. And here's, you just, I love Jay Abrams comment. That's so true. And here's where a relationship is great. Never feel guilty. If you can't be somebody's client, you know, Chris, you might be the client. I might be yours. Maybe not, but I can always help you, which I think is bigger. If I gave you 
I became your client, great. I still probably give you referrals, but I give you referrals out being a client and you get more clients. It's more powerful, especially those warm referrals. The cold call ones we get on, you know, LinkedIn or people sell, they're what they are. One out of hundred, one out of 150. Yeah, it's a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you got to get an advocate who's looking out for you. Yeah. A lot of those. And yeah. it's just a sense of appreciation. It's a great place to work. Yeah. Yeah. Todd yesterday, if you listen to my his podcast, and I think he mentioned it, but he talks about rocks. I'm starting to have these rocks and we're starting to have a community of rocks where we mastermind together. We talk, we, you know, share emails. Hey, I've met this, bro. would this be a good guest? This, that, and that's a powerful way of growing a business for long-term. So, as the master networker, as someone who's obviously speaking from the heart about doing business from the heart, who's learned to trust the law of giving and receiving, how can we speak to those people who feel they're confined within a system that drives them to look at sales as transactions? Because sometimes don't you have to change the system you're working within to be able to do that? And I, I, I have a, a love-hate relationship with quotas. I understand them because a business has to make income to pay, you know, all the expenses, be, stay open, pay lights and everything. But think about a quota. You can still build a relationship instead of jumping. You know, I'm a car sales guy. Here's a perfect example. I, now I know I could do it. Ten years ago, I didn't think of it, but now I know I could do it. And there's a story out there, and I can't think of it, but a guy did this. He would start building relationships. You need this, you know, this car would do this, but bringing value to the car, you know, I don't know if this is right for you. Your, your budget's here. Instead of being a typical car sales, oh, Chris, you know, you buy this Tesla, it's 250000 You know, we'll put it on loan. You know, you got five years to pay it off, but imagine what you look like in it. Or, you know what, what you're looking for, because I've built this relationship, I've learned about you, I listened. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Tesla's for you, but maybe this Ford Lightning truck, it's electric, you know, it's only 55,000. I think this might do, and here's why. You tell me, that's building a relationship with quotas, because guess what? When you take care of, and what happened to this guy, he came to, he sold more cars than anybody. He's got the Guinness Book of World Records, and all he did was build relationships. And he had, every time he'd walk in the door in the morning, he had people lined up, because people would go, you need to talk to don't remember his name, Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe is amazing. You want to buy a car? He treats you like a king. Best referral in the world. That's awesome. And that's something for anyone listening to this who's in a position of designing systems. And here's something for you to riff on along those lines. I had a guest on the show who's also a friend now, and um, he's a leader in business um, consulting. And the, his Companies called the Vanguard Group. His name's John Said, and then they go in and they do transformative work where a service business can suddenly jump up in sales 30 or 40%. At the same time, they're reducing expenses by 30 or 40% in a matter of a couple of months. It's amazing. And one of the things that they demonstrate, and this comes from Edward Deming, is that 95% of your customers, whether you know it or not, whether you think it or not, are pulling instead of you pushing for them. And of course, now we're living in this paradigm where most of internet marketing is push marketing in spite of that, in spite of all these people researching to learn about what the buy next that we could fuel with 
producing content that provides what they're looking for in their pre-purchase research. And it, man, it's, it's totally counterintuitive to most of the businesses they work with. He actually has to have the leaders go actually study it, go listen to calls and record each call. Was the salesperson pushing or was the customer pulling? And he said, these people come out amazed. It's like, God, I never thought this. But he's right. 95% are pulling. And even for all the businesses that rely on cold calls, when you're out there and you think you're pushing, you know, there's people that are responding. They kind of already had an itch, you know, for that. So that supports what you're saying. And what's your take on that? I agree with you. It's, it's a powerful message. And again, we want to make sure that everybody can do it. Not everybody's going to be a billionaire. Not everybody's going to be a millionaire. We know those percentages are low, but that's not success. That happens to be some people's success, but your success is, you know, what you're comfortable with, what your goals are. It's interesting. We, in this world of COVID and economy and interest rates and student loan, you know, money is such a big talk. Fear comes involved and becomes a big part of the conversation. That's why we have people I call in a group. I'm part of the, the owner calls it pitch slapping because mm -hmm. of fear. It's I, I can't lose my job. You know, my, if I lose my job, I got a family. I, I don't know if I can find another job. I can't be two months without a job. And that leads to budgeting and how they're spending, you know, all kinds of things. He, you know, I know it's hard to take it out of your head, but trust me. And Chris, you're saying it too, just connecting with people and going out and, and, and just treating them well. Think about how you want to be treated. That's, that's words to live by. And just, just the empathy, just the empathy, connection yeah. required. When you have that level of rapport with people, it, it gives you the empathy where you can't advise them in a way that does them wrong. You want them to make the best decision, whether that's buying from you or not buying from you or buying less or buying more in some cases. You want them to do what's best for them. And because of that trust you develop, they can trust what you're advising them to do in whatever direction you guide them in. These are these are absolutely awesome words of wisdom. So a couple of things. I'm speaking to the listener now, and that if you're listening on an app, definitely click on the episode link, which is in the episode description. And I'm going to have all of um, Steve's media linked to there, as well as a synopsis of the interview, a story about Steve, etc. Um, that's on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. So, so for our listeners, Steve, to leave them with a couple of interesting thoughts here. First of all, what are the top three things you would advise them to do that they can do immediately that would make a difference in increasing the network effect, increasing the empathy, doing business with the heart? And second, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? The three three tips I'll leave you. One, two of them I said already, but shut up and listen. When I say that, I use shut up because it's such a powerful word. But a lot of people, people, not a lot of people, people will shut up, but they don't listen. And how many times listeners are you, Chris, you've been in a conversation with somebody, you know, you're talking about something and you go, so what do you think about the 49ers? They're like, oh, is that what you said? You weren't listening. Sure. You've got to put those, bridge that gap and, and write it down if you're a business or whatever you do. And that's gold for you. Those are gold nuggets because now you can do the second part, which is bring value. People go, how do you do it? What's your secret sauce? It's practice doing it and changing your mindset. Wake up every morning, look in the mirror and say, I love you, Steve. I love you, Steve. I'm going to bring value to everybody I run into today. 
If you're a gratitude journal, that's another great gratitude every day. I'm going to bring, and I think that's where it started. I actually have on my computer screen right now, 10 gratitudes for the day. Whatever that is to get you in the mindset of bringing value. Value can also be brought in an argument. Hard for me, I'm Italian and I've got emotions, but I've learned that when there's conversations of an argument with my wife, my business person or whatever, had one this morning, and I just thought of, okay, what's the law of increase? He's going against me. I don't want to argue. And I just said, hey, I won't say his name. You know, that's a great point. I wouldn't have done that five years ago. I'd start arguing back. No, you're wrong. I've seen it. You go nowhere with that. Serve the argument by just saying you're right. That's one way of thinking of it. Right. That's it. The last thing I love this tip is it ties to the other two. Get better 1% every day. People ask me, what is that? Read part of 10 you know, minutes of a book. I read my Bible. Uh, serve somebody. Uh, bring a resource, a tip. Maybe it's taking a day off. Whatever that is, get better 1%. Let's start today. It's September 21st. So we have about uh, October, November. So that's uh, 12, 24. So about 55 days. Let's just use mm -hmm. the first five days. I say seven. You're now up 55% in your business or your life because it works both ways. By January 1st, 2024. Listeners, think about it. You think about, did you grow? Did you make more income? Did you meet more people? Are you happier? Super simple. 1% every day. Love it. And that's even before you think about the compound interest effect. Where's that? Right. And, and that's the engineering, you know, which I love because you're right. <laughs> it may not be 55% because you do 1% tomorrow and some big things happen the next day. Now it's 5%. Stacks on up, man. So what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Yeah, LinkedIn, Steve Ramona, S-T-E-V-E-R-A-M-O-N-A. -E -E like Ramona the Pest, the book. I hear that all the time as a kid. <laughs> I could be a pest, but in a great way. Or the Infone, which is I-N-P-H-O-N-E dot C-O forward slash S-R-1, which is my initials and the number one. Great. And we'll link to all this, of course. And man, it's been great having you, Steve. I appreciate you. This was an incredible conversation. Listeners, reach out to Chris. This is the real deal. If you have any questions at all, I've learned from him. He's learned from me, but he's a guy you definitely want to talk to and listen more of his podcast. I appreciate that, buddy. You bet. Thought Leadership Studio. Thanks again for listening to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm your host, Chris McNeil, and this has been episode 54, The Law of Giving and Receiving, interview with Steve Ramona. So if you are listening on an app, make sure you click the link in the description to go to the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com where I've got links to Steve's coordinates like the Doing Business with a Servant's Heart podcast. Make sure you jump over there and 
listen and subscribe to Steve's in-phone link, his LinkedIn, his Twitter account, a curated transcript with a little outline and story in pictures to more deeply assimilate what you've learned from the episode so you can more deeply apply it in ever more deeply mastering the lessons of networking shared by Steve. Also, we have the free Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership available there as well. It's a free download, quick read, that will also help you in organizing the building blocks of your own strategic thought leadership. If you don't have that, make sure you get it. And thanks again for listening to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm Chris McNeil, strategic thought leadership coach and consultant. Look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great day. Thought Leadership Studio.